Hi, I'm Matt Breckwald, and this is the fourth episode of the Pioneer Corn Revolution podcast, the Performance Series. Now, back in season one, I talked to pioneer breeders and scientists about all the changes going on in their seed development programs. Well, now harvest is here, so let's see how the corn revolution has played out in the fields. Today, we're going to be talking all about how corn is performing across different regions of the country with the challenging growing season that we had this year. We know that in many corn growing parts of the country, this was a tough year, but those challenges really varied based on where you were at. So I'm curious to know how the Corn Revolution products weathered this growing season. So I'm recording this from what I call my farm studio out in Idaho on my small farm right now, but I'm speaking with pioneer experts all over the Corn Belt, and we're going to start out right now with my first guest, and that is Chris Dowd. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Great to be with you, Matt. Well, we know your name, so Chris, what is your title? So I'm a field agronomist, and uh, and I work in southwest Iowa, and kind of I provide um kind of product and agronomic support to our sales force and growers kind of throughout that full Southwest Iowa geography. Okay. Very cool. Okay. Well, I'm going to shift gears just a little bit. I want to talk to you about variable conditions, if that's all right. And uh, I guess what I'm thinking about is a conversation that I had a while back with Neil Haas, who's the corn product manager for Pioneer in the U.S. And when I asked him about all the variable conditions across the country, here's what he told me. Really what we um, have found was that, you know, if you, if you live in Iowa or Illinois, uh, somewhere in the central part of the Corn Belt, uh, from one year to the next, you can get huge changes in your environment. Um, and what that means is, is different types of products are going to work in, in the, under those conditions. So kind of taking in, in what he said there was, there, was there a good match between products farmers planted uh, this year and their local conditions? Um, you know, overall, I'd say I'm extremely pleased with how these new products have performed and how our existing package of products have performed, given that we've had a pretty volatile environment um, from beginning to end to deal with. I also asked Matt Essick, agronomy manager for the Dakotas, Minnesota, and Wisconsin, about how products were matched for his states. Now, I'm assuming in your region, even north of there, uh, that probably is even more true. Is Has there been a good match or was there a good match between the products farmers planted and their local conditions? Obviously, products are developed over a long period of time. It takes a few years to get something from conception to uh, in the bag for the for the customer to be able to put on their acres. And so you think about all the different growing seasons that those products are raised in and, and to find something that works in 2012 and 13 and 14 on all the way up to 2019 i think that's pretty a pretty good testament to the consistency that we have i i i think it's uh you know when, when some of these products are just amazing to me to see that kind of stability uh, i can go to you know south dakota where it was super wet and then you get even you know where i live here in, in northwest iowa we had you know wet early but we also approached drought-like conditions um, showed up as abnormally dry on the drought monitor for a while, and the same product is performing extremely well in those wet conditions uh, to those conditions here that we are in Iowa. So I think that's just it shows you the 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 amount of uh, data and the, the that we collect and the amount of time that's put into generating um, these hybrids that are that are consistent across all those different geographies. 
And when I called Mike Wardeen, product agronomist, I wanted to know if he had seen this year's weather affect product placement. Well, you know, thinking back to this spring, I'm sure there was a lot of people, I don't know if caught off guard is the right way to put it, maybe just surprised by the conditions. Did did anybody have to make changes right there at the last minute, maybe switch up hybrids uh, based on what was going on with the weather? Oh, they certainly did. And, and uh, as a pioneer team, uh, they worked amazingly well together. Uh, we were moving early season corn from the western part of the state to the central part of the state. And and a lot of times a grower was planting a hybrid that was very early for his maturity area and he wasn't real familiar with it. So our sales professionals, our field agronomists are very good at positioning these new products for the best success in their farm. Matt Wollers, territory manager for Pioneer in Nebraska, had a similar story to Mike. You know, with the delayed planting, and there was a lot of work done by our sales reps and requests from customers that we had to either one change up some maturities or if we had some really saturated fields, uh, what products maybe worked better in that environment. So I would say that there was a very good matchup of what we could bring to the table, uh, whether that was moving some 113-day maturities down to a 1082 or an 1138 AM. It's just trying to match it up. And that's one thing I'll give our sales reps credit for is the fact that they do it better than anybody else in the industry. They have a better feel for what their customers need because they're having conversations with them every day, making sure that the products we're bringing out there are the right products for that particular acre. And that's where I think this new class, when we talk about the revolution class, is it's just given us more options and it allows us to have a more of an agronomic base to pull from and really spread out that risk or spread out what that grower is looking for and be able to give them more solutions and options to get out there. We can build a better package than anybody in the industry just because we know our genetic bases so well because we've seen them for as many years as Pioneer has been a company out here that we've really done a great job of that library is vast and that li- and we know what's in that library. And I think that just by spreading out that genetic risk is we can't predict what Mother Nature will bring to us from one year to the next. But if I can build a customer a package, if my sales reps can build a customer a package of products that kind of spread out what that environment might look like through the course of the year, that's where we're going to have the success come harvest time when the combines roll through. Knowing what farmers need is critical to getting the right product fit, and it sounds like Pioneer's additional year of testing has had something to do with helping to make that perfect match for farmers. So I followed up with Mike Wardeen on this. So, Neil Haas and I, we also talked about Pioneer's additional year of testing. Uh, Here's another clip of what he said. And by going to a second year of testing, what that really does is that gives us a great opportunity to experience two completely different uh, growing and growing environments to uh, and two in, two different condi- sets of conditions. So, with an additional year of testing, how's the corn been performing in your area from planting across the growing season? I guess all the way up to harvest. Well, with the additional year of testing, it allows us to look at uh, different years because. 2018, I mentioned, was a very good year for yield. Uh, everything seemed to click and work out, and 2019 was, you know, challenging. And, and if you can find products that work in both those years, you've got a lot more dependable product because you never know what Mother Nature's going to throw at you each summer. 
You really never know what Mother Nature is going to throw at you, and we've seen that firsthand in 2019. And with that being such a challenging year, I wanted to jump back to something Chris Dowd said about what was making this new class perform so well this harvest. Whether that's through the double haploids or precision phenotyping, um, predictive analytics or this two-year impact testing that Neil mentioned and that we're talking about, it all culminates together to kind of put the pieces of the puzzle in place that you really need in order to, in the end, spell out what success is. And for farmers, that's, you know, harvestable yield that uh, performs consistently and helps them achieve whatever particular goal it is in their operation that they're out to achieve. Matt Essick also talked about the puzzle of getting the right product to fit so many environments. Was there one particular factor that stood out or something like that 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 made a particular product kind of strong performing this year? There's so many things that have to come together that I don't think I could just point to one particular thing outside of just the hard work that's been done mm-hmm. uh, by the breeders and by the, the product evaluators on understanding what something is that's very consistent. That's That's the most important piece of the puzzle is just understanding all the data and all the information that we've collected is what's what's going to be stable across all these different years. Um, because it's, if I say this year, the most important thing is Goss's wilt tolerance. Next, next year, it could easily be um, something like tar spot that might be the most important thing that we need to understand. Sure. So uh, mm-hmm. it's just understanding that thing across a major geography and a, and a major amount of, of, uh, of different circumstances that can be thrown at the crop. And in this interview with Crystal Dow, she was able to put her finger on a couple of those specific products that were spelling out success for farmers despite unpredictable weather patterns. Every hybrid obviously has its own different place, but um, just a couple of products like we're really excited across northern Illinois for P0720. It's a 107-day product. And then um, P01099 and P1108. And so just some of these products are really um combining, like I said, the high yield potential and putting that hand in hand with the agronomic um, powerhouse of options for our growers. And so that just really drives the confidence because you can't really just have um, a product that is only good in yield, but it falls apart when you put it in the element. So um, Mm -hmm. it's got to be able to do well. And these years like 2019 really test our products and make sure we're making the right calls as product advancements. So while farmers across the country had a tough year, it sounds like with the right products and a knowledgeable pioneer team to help adjust to the changing planting plans, they were able to pull through and still have a successful harvest. It's been a privilege to follow the corn revolution with some of the most brilliant minds in the industry. This has been just one slice of the story, so stay tuned as we bring you more from the performance series. Registrations, trademarks, and service marks are trademarks and service marks of DuPont, Dow AgriSciences, or Pioneer, and their affiliated companies or their respective owners. Copyright 2019, Corteva.